and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. Uh, back here again this week to talk about all things nerd. Um, we're going to be talking about some comic book stuff. We're going to be talking about Birds of Prey. We're going to be talking about the big PlayStation news that has dropped this week. So very exciting. And um, as always, I am Illegal86 and... I am joined by my two incredible co-hosts, the Nerd Bomber. Hello, everybody. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. And uh, I would be remiss if I if I did not also introduce uh, Mr. Tactic. Hello. I wanted to do that. It felt right. Mr. Tactic, not Doctor Tactic, not Professor Tactic. DJ Tactic. Do you want? Do you want DJ Tactic? Well, it just it goes with the. DJ Tactic Esquire. You have you have a law degree, right? Uh no. We have you in charge of the online warriors law department. Uh not good. <laughs> yeah, if someone tries to sue us, that will be very awkward. So you heard it here first. Don't try to sue us. And don't touch that dial. Because we as I mentioned, we have a lot of great things to talk about today. Don't touch that dial is a very old fashioned phrase, also. No one's really touching dials anymore. They're like touching screens. Or like dials is that supposed to be a phone what is that i think that's supposed to be radio like the radio dial no guys it's from television when they people would get up and not use the remote and rotate the knob i thought it was like an old radio talk show thing i mean didn't they used to even have on the radio there would be like um little shows where they would say stories and stuff like little orphan annie and like war of the worlds and stuff like that so they would go to commercial and i'm pretty sure they would say like don't touch that dial it's gonna heat up when we come back Either way, safe to say it doesn't apply to us, and it's a very stupid phrase. But Sorry still, don't touch that dial. That. Don't do it. Yeah, I, I would still, avo- I would don't touch anything. Just sit and and listen. Well, don't sit. Do whatever you want. Anyways, um, before we get into things, um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we have guys. We have a giveaway going on on social media. So if you just head on over to Twitter uh, at Online Warriors One. You can get in on that and uh, figure out how to win a $10 Amazon gift card. And we all love Amazon. I just bought something from Amazon yesterday. It arrived at the house today because technology is crazy. And do so, it quick because you're running out of time. Yeah, actually, um, the day that this episode drops, so on October 2nd at 10 a.m. Eastern time, we will be selecting the winner. So try to get it in quick because you've only got a few hours left if you're catching this right when the episode drops. Yeah, so good good morning to everyone who's, who's listening in time. And uh, head on over to our Twitter, you know, in the middle of like your bowl of cereal or coffee or whatever your inclination is. And um, they, t- they have to just like uh, follow us, right? That's the deal. Uh, they have to follow and then retweet the tweet that we tweeted about the tweet. Okay, there you go. We just gave away the secret. So head on over there, check it out. Um, we'd be happy to have more followers. And you'll be happy that you followed us because we tweet sometimes and you sometimes we give stuff card. away. Yeah. I mean, you might get a gift card and if you do, you'll have 10 bucks to spend on a whatchamacallit or a thingamajig or whatever you please. So, um, go check us out. Uh, we all also have individual Twitter handles. Um, I'm at illegal 86. We have at tactic. Is it I'm at super tactic? funny. You're it's missing, at tactic, it's right? at OW Tactic, at OW Illegal 86, and at OW Nerd Bomber. You know, it's amazing I can remember, well, I can't remember anything. 
it's amazing that there's anything in the world that i can remember because most of the stuff just goes in one side of the brain and out the other anyways go check us out um let's talk about playstation um so playstation 5 some some big development news broke this week um and essentially the playstation 5 is going to have a feature called playstation assist which okay so yeah um the way that we you know we select topics for this show is we just kind of like we drop certain news items into a chat and we kind of discuss and say like yeah this would be a good idea and tactic prefaced this with prefaced this uh thing with like i really hate this we should we should talk about it so he's gonna hate it um so why i don't do you hate it though although we should probably explain it first yeah let's 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 explain what it is um so essentially there's this thing called playstation assist the playstation 5 is going to have um potentially essentially i I think they haven't confirmed it but they've like filed a patent or something for it yes so according to the patent documentation um it's going to be this tool that uses ai to provide players with real-time assistance if they hit a dead end in a game where they don't know what to do um there's apparently also what you can like voice activated it um so you can like say like (laughs) i don't know what you say like hey playstation help me out and you know if you're like if you're like in a room and there's a hidden weapon and you don't know where it is the room will highlight like or the playstation assist will highlight like oh check behind this door there's going to be a gun that you know like it'll help you out so that's really the extent of what we know at this point and tactic hates it so, t- so tactic take it away I've, I've said this before my number one guilty pleasure as far as video game genres go is puzzle-based games so i've played cube portal um that magnet game that i can't remember what it's called right now but all in all the puzzle genre is my absolute favorite and it's the grind of figuring out how the heck to to get to from point a to point b if you could just go yo playstation drop that hint and then it just shows it what's what's the fun where is the challenge i you play video games to get intellectually stimulated in my opinion or at least i do and okay, i have just, a few i would lose that i have a few counter arguments the first one and to kind of agree with you i think there are certain games for which playstation assist should be a non-factor and i think puzzle based game like portal's a perfect example where like no there shouldn't be playstation assist because the whole point of the game is to solve puzzles however there are other games where the whole point is not to solve puzzles and you're still stuck in some room because you can't exactly figure out what the game is telling you or what it wants you to do. And I would argue that there are situations where PlayStation Assist can be useful. And I would also argue that there are already games that have PlayStation Assist-like mechanics in it where if you are stuck in a room for a certain amount of time, the game picks up on that and says, hey, Dumbo, why don't you try this? thing so like like to me what this is trying to do is it's trying to streamline that process and also streamline the process of like you know i've hit situations i'll admit it i've hit situations in games where i'm like i don't know what to do here so what do i do i I, you know i get out my phone i go online because everything in the world is online so like to me this is just cutting out the middleman but i like i i can get feeling a certain way about it i think people should have the option to use it if they want so i'm presenting a counterpoint and for the tiebreaker we'll turn it over to the nerd bomber yeah i mean in terms of that aspect i kind of like it so 
there are a ton of games that I've guiltily gone to look up a walkthrough and like, man, back in like the 90s and the 2000s, this probably dates me a little bit, but like in the the PlayStation 2 era when you couldn't just easily hop on the computer all the time because like say mom or dad was on the phone and you couldn't get on the internet. Um, do you guys you had remember? You buy like Nintendo Power. You yeah, like you had to get, get like, like a the physical books, magazine. a physical book. And I just remember yeah. for like Kingdom Hearts, I think I had a physical book because I was a nerd and I played Kingdom Hearts through like three or four different ways. And I just, I had this book and it had all the hints and tips and tricks. And so now instead of looking up a book or something, you can just literally ask your console. So in that aspect, I think it's kind of neat. But on the other hand, I'm also kind of salty because... I mean, I'm kind of impartial. I mean, the Xbox is my favorite console of this generation, and I know I don't have the exclusives and whatnot, and I have all of the consoles, so it doesn't super matter. But I'm a little bit salty because Xbox already tried to do this with um, the Kinect, and everybody hated on it. And granted, it wasn't as powerful, and it couldn't interact with the game and give you hints like that but i think it was just a little bit early on when it was introduced and i think if people were more on board then it probably could have been fleshed out into something similar but if you go back to when the xbox one first came out and everyone had the connect because it was i think it was bundled with the connect at one point and everyone was so upset because it had these voice capabilities and was always listening so i I just want to know guys where is the outrage for this where is the outrage well, we, I mean, that for, that was Cortana, right? Yeah, for, it was. I, yeah. So, like, I I agree that at the time that Xbox did that, we weren't ready for it. And I think the, I think, like, the in-game pairing is the most important thing. Because otherwise, you're just, you're basically just asking Siri. And, like, that's fine, too. But, like, this is, this sounds like Siri on steroids who can, like, reach into your game and, like, literally highlight something and be like, you see this thing over here? Go you know check it out like to me we've been conditioned for like sony is testing the waters that have been already jumped into by companies like amazon who i mean there's probably an alexa like i there's i have multiple echo dots in my house i have one in my car now like and it's i'm sure it's listening to me all the time i've made peace with that um at the time that xbox had the connect i do remember people were freaking out so like I think we have been conditioned as a society where like, we're okay with that now. And for, like for better or for worse, I don't know, but yeah, I will I say mean, also, we're definitely, everyone has some kind of smart device for the most part at this point, whether it's your phone or like you said, the echo, I think we're all kind of conditioned. It was just a point that I wanted to make that this technology could have already existed. If everyone just was open to the future, My just other, chilled out a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> My other thing, though, that I kind of like about this, so I was recently trolling Reddit, and there was some video that someone had made, and this is my bad, I don't remember who it was, but basically the guy was exploring um, basically video game literacy. So because we've all been playing games for so long, there are some things that we take for granted, like, oh, this map up here, this little bubble that has dots and stuff on it, we know what that means. We know it's a map. We know what the question mark means. We know what the exclamation mark means. We know what the health bar is, all that kind of stuff. We know to use two sticks to look around and not just like strafe. Um, So his wife wanted to play games. So he basically introduced her to a series of different games, both on console and PC. And there's a lot of things that are a barrier to entry because people, if you don't have experience playing games, like you just wouldn't know it. 
Um, and mm-hmm. we kind of take that for granted. So I think this would be really interesting and maybe a good way to get people who aren't familiar with gaming involved because like if they're stuck now you can just be like hey what does this thing mean and your playstation will tell you right it's an interesting <laughs> point and, and um, like i it's, sorry go ahead i have another point you ever been so frustrated when you are trapped in said room that you start to do crazy things that ultimately end up breaking the game so to speak and you find either something really strange or phase through a wall or, or something hokey that that ends up giving you a fun experience that you wouldn't have had had you just found the right way to do it <laughs> so you're saying this is like a joyful moment when you like when you phase through a wall and you're like oh i i cheated cool <laughs> yeah like i i, I've I love that. it yeah. i love it when glitches occur in a game because of mass outrage <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had moments like that. I feel like most of the time when I have moments like that, I'm like, well, I guess they want me to jump across this 30-foot cliff, and I do, and I die. Like, I don't don't usually find a way to break the game. I find a way to break myself. But, like, either way, and and another thing that Nurbar mentioned is, like, and kind of a reason that I feel like this isn't necessarily for me or for any of us who have this video game literacy that you're referring to, like, when I have to look stuff up, there is a huge amount of guilt for me. Like, no matter what it is, even if it's something really small, I'm like, man, I feel like such a, such a dumbo for not figuring this out. Like, I feel like PlayStation Assist should, should gauge how good you are at, at video games. And if it decides you're pretty good, when you ask for a hint, it's like, you are stupid, but I'll tell you. You know, like it should it should just totally disobey. So you go whenever you go PlayStation Assist, it'll help you, but in the background it's going shame. Shame. Yeah, exactly. It should th- this would be cool. It'd be like a black mirror thing. Like every time you have to ask for help, it'll help you, but it'll also like it'll post on like all your social medias. Like Corey just asked for help on level one of like you know that would be amazing express wouldn't that be that'd be so funny and like sunflower express i love that that should be if someone out there is a game dev please make sunflower express i tried to make up what sounded like a very frou-frou and easy game and what i came up with was sunflower express so uh yeah feel free to steal that no no copywriting there but, I like to imagine yeah. you're like a little hamster on a train and you're holding a sunflower and you're sitting on top of the train, just holding the sunflower as it goes like down the track in the breeze. And that's like all it is. You're just I think a conductor. You're, I think you're on the train and you're like, you're, but you're like hanging out the window and you're like picking sunflowers as they go by. And then, and then like you have to like get a certain amount to like get to the next level. And I'm like on my phone or I'm like, I'm telling PlayStation this. I'm like, PlayStation Assist, how do I get 50 sunflowers before the freaking next train station? What the hell? You know, that's what I'm imagining. And then she's like, it's easy. Also, I just posted on all your social medias that you can't beat this game. So enjoy that. I think that like that would be, oh man, that would be such a great social experiment. I don't you know. You heard it here first, Sony. If you can implement that in your PlayStation Assist, please do. Yeah, I think it would be good for all of us. Cause like, cause like, if there's someone who's not very video game literate, like you would see that on their social media and be like, makes sense. But then like, like what if like, what if like freaking like Ninja was like playing PlayStation, and it's like Ninja asked for help on Fortnite, he would lose all his followers, 
oh man this is a great idea um we should tweet at ninja about this ninja you ever had, you ever had to look up like WikiHow on how to play Fortnite? he probably hasn't i mean he's from what i've heard he's he's, he's pretty good but um yeah playstation assist uh what do you guys think of, of this idea um you know whether you're a playstation boy or an xbox boy or an xbox girl or, or playstation girl whatever um it's a very interesting idea and as nerd mentioned it's one that maybe initially came on the xbox side too soon so like is now the right time would be one question um is it a good idea should we have access to things to things like this is another one so um hit us up on on those social meds and um let's talk about it um as far as other things to talk about let's talk about comics um and let's talk about mr dick grayson uh for those that don't know that's that's Robin, or it used to be Robin, and now he's something else. So I'll swing it over to our comic books department, which is not me. All right. So I don't know if either of you guys are familiar, but um, I want to say it was last year in uh, a Batman book, Batman comic book, um, the infamous Nightwing, also known as Dick Grayson, took a bullet to the head. And so that changed pretty so much he, everything. So he no, no, he survived the brain injury, but he couldn't remember his past. So he didn't remember that he was Robin or Nightwing. And he ended up renaming himself as Rick Grayson. And he became a cab driver <laughs> and had no me. memory of the fact that he was associated with Batman in any way. Um, he abandoned his family, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I have so many questions. So, did, did, did he rename himself Rick Grayson because he was like, was it? dick great no it was rick like he just didn't remember it and no one corrected him or was he just like i'm taking a new name it's rick just a new alias yeah i think it it was just new alias like he couldn't remember so he just like picked a name out of the hat i didn't actually read the book myself but just from what i've heard and it was a very controversial decision because dick grayson and nightwing is one of the more beloved characters in the batman franchise i would say he's definitely my favorite robin and i like nightwing as a sidekick he was one of my favorite batman sidekicks um and he got shot so, in the head and he survived i love comic books man sometimes they are just that's what it's all about right there anyways go on so now um in some advertisement for a new issue of nightwing or actually dick grayson no i think it's nightwing nightwing 66 sorry about that um they're showing grayson in uniform as DC's next Talon. And Talon is one of the immortal guardians of the Court of Owls. So he's basically going to be a bad guy now. Oh, this is the Court of Owls thing. You, we talked about this. You're missing out episode, so many spoilers. I'm trying not to spoil things. I'm like trying to mince my words because I don't want to spoil things for people who don't want to be spoiled and haven't necessarily caught up with stuff. I mean, this whole this whole topic is very spoiler heavy, but there they have a picture of him in Talon armor. You should read the but issue. It, You'll understand why he was recruited, how he became recruited, and the whole backstory behind the Court of Owls is also pretty crazy. I highly recommend it, and you are going to have the same reaction Ill- illegal is having right now with the. But it what? But yeah. Well, but it but it's called okay. 
the, ep- the issue is called Nightwing 66. So he's still Nightwing. That, like, that, that's my initial com- like complaint slash prediction. Ha- knowing nothing about comics, knowing next to nothing about Dick Grayson, or should I say Rick Grayson, um, my guess is he's undercover. He's still Nightwing. He, the whole, the bullet in the brain, everything, it's been a big facade. And he's, no. now he's in the Court of Owls uh, working from within. Like destroying from within, I should say. You read it, so you know what it, what the deal is. I'm not going to say or deny it, but all I'm going to say is you should read it. It's very compelling as to why he had joined the Court of Owls, and there is a main I you, spoiler. I think as you denied it when you said no, but but anyways, there's a main spoiler as to why, and that's why I'm not saying it. But all in all, super controversial because Dick Grayson was arguably the most wholesome of all of the Robins, right? Jason Todd has his demons for obvious reason. Damian Wayne has his demons for obvious reasons. Um, Tim Drake is, is up there as far as the good guys go, but Dick Grayson was the OG and for him to turn suit like this, who we, yeah, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people who are upset. I think, how people are going to receive this entire plot line moving forward will a depend how long it lasts. I mean, you know, in the world of comic books, things change on a dime. It feels like characters get retconned all the time. Like new villains are always popping up. Old villains return from the dead. Old heroes return from the dead. Like anything can happen in comic books. So we'll see how long this actually lasts. But the other thing, like, I don't know. I kind of thought that Dick Grayson in the Talon armor looked pretty cool. Maybe that's just me. Minus the mask. I have an issue with the mask. Yeah, but I mean, that's just the Court of Owls mask. But I mean, overall, like, if they can pull this off in a way that's cool and maybe they'll show, like, the internal struggle of Dick Grayson or Rick Grayson trying to grapple with being, like, this wholesome person and then having to carry out the the dastardly deeds of the Court of Owls. I think that could be a really compelling story. And, I mean, y- you know, this is all going to be reset in some way, shape, or form. Dick Grayson was a 007 agent at one point. So that's why yeah. I like Jason Todd so much, right? Because he has he's a good guy, but he's also got that mercenary skeletons in the closet like an anti-hero kind of yeah situation and like to see dick grayson emerge into this role is is really exciting for me actually well hey man uh to to use another overused batman phrase you either uh die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain yeah. So if you guys are interested, um, Nightwing 66, where this is going to start panning out, will be available in late November. And then the full debut of Rick Grayson as Talon will probably come thereafter in Nightwing 67. And I think that is coming out in like mid-December of this year. Is the reason related to the, his taxi cab job? No. You're not going to? Okay. I thought you weren't going to say. Okay. Let's... Well, I'm narrowing it down. I'm circling it, but I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, we are going to talk about some more comic book stuff specifically uh, related to the world of film. Uh, but before we do that, we do want to take a second here and shout out our Patreon producer, Ben. Uh, so Ben, uh, well, he, he was on air with us a couple of weeks ago now. Um, 
after supporting us on Patreon for three months at our highest level, highest of the three levels, which is the night level. Um, in doing so, Ben gets a shout out every episode. He gets access uh, to our secret segment and our vlog, uh, both of which come out once a month. Um, and he also, uh, yeah, uh, um, he gets uh, access or he gets input into our weekly game and he also gets a guest spot on the show. Um, so if you want to uh, be like Ben, you can head on over to our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash online warriors podcast, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, hit us up at the night level or one of our two lower levels. Uh, we have the squire level, which gets you access to uh, the monthly secret segment and the monthly vlog, and also the page level which gets you access to the secret segment um this month's secret segment and by this month i mean september's uh i don't even know what it is it's secret even to me so if you want to get in on the ground floor and know before i do uh now's your chance um so it it was the ultimate online warriors tailgating guide oh you just gave it away now no now no one it was already posted on twitter it's not a secret I need to I need to start reading Twitter more. Um, the ultimate online warriors. I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna listen to that myself. Um, that was a that was a tactic and nerd bomber uh, special. But anyways, uh, if you do want to give us some support, head on over to Patreon. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we love doing this, and we love that other people love us doing this. And any support we get is super useful to help keep this thing going. So we thank you in advance. Um, now we are also going to turn it over to some of our other podcast friends for some cross promotion. Hey everyone, hope you're having a good day. This is Luke, one of the co-hosts from the Checkpoint Reach podcast, a podcast that was started by me and my fellow gamers and friends, Sudden Pergs, where we cover the latest gaming and occasional movie news every week. We also have top five gaming lists and have introduced a quiz where it's Sudby Pergs with the forfeit for the loser being chosen by our community. So if you like what you've heard, feel free to check us out on every major podcast platform including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we're also on YouTube, where you can watch us in the video format if you prefer. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ChetReachPod, where you can join the discussion. All right, we're back. Um, thanks for that from, from our friends. Um, let's talk about Birds of Prey. Uh, so Birds of Prey, the, the first trailer um, for that came out today on the day we're recording this as far as I'm aware. Um, and for those that don't know, Birds of Prey is the, I, I, it's, it's an all female anti-hero spinoff of Suicide Squad. Is that a fair assessment? I didn't see Suicide Squad. So like, yeah, that's a fair assessment. And I'm a little disconnected from it, but so the first thing that, that I saw when I saw the trailer is Harley Quinn's in it. The second thing I, (laughs) the second thing I saw and, and you're going to have to, be kind of quick-eyed when you watch this is black canaries in it and if and if you watch closely you can see a uh, one of the one of the female cast lets out, lets out a scream and you see the water vibrating very far away yeah. from her and that was the tell that black canary was in it from the trailer so though she has that, like she is like super singing is that the she is like sonic boom yelling gee whiz um pretty good superpower so from that trailer that was the only two that i was able to gather that was in the film um from there i had to go to imdb to find some of the other 
um, characters and one of the other ones that's in there is the Huntress. And if you don't know who the Huntress is, she's kind of like what you would get if you combined Batman and Catwoman. And that is a rend- a spinoff of, of them is their baby. But all in all, the Huntress is in there, kind of a badass chick, does a lot of the same moves as both of them, and no real superhero superpowers, just kicks ass. Now... Ewan McGregor let's talk about Obi-Wan because when I saw Obi-Wan I was like oh yeah I don't know who he is 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 this a villain that I'm supposed to know who he is at one point I was like oh it's the Riddler and then I was like no so this is some off off the beaten path isn't it mega villain I believe he is Black Mask as the villain Black Mask okay He's a known, he's a well-known villain. I was gonna say that's that's actually a big one. I just I must have just <laughs> missed that and all the chaos that this trailer. I mean, this trailer there's a lot going on in it. They, um, they did not allude in any way that he is Black Mass in the trailer. They basically said it's the Harley show. Like it was really tough together that Black Canary was in it. There's a really long else. subtitle. Like the the movie itself is called. Uh, I'm looking it up right now, but it's like Birds of Prey or like the story of. Harley Quinn, blah 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 blah. Like there, it's just, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, that's not a good description of, of what it is. I mean, I think like it's kind of smart though, in a way. So the only good thing, one of the only good things that leads to come out of Suicide Squad was everyone loved Harley Quinn, or at least the interpretation of Harley Quinn. And I know that it's, there's a Harley Quinn movie on the horizon as well. But I think, I mean, that's your star, basically. No one no else doubt. is super familiar with any of the other characters. I mean, unless you dip into like the Arrowverse and you have people who know the Black Canary and the Huntress from the Arrowverse or their comic fans, like if you're trying to appeal to the general public, you're leaning on Harley Quinn here because she's the most recognizable. And especially after the flop of Suicide Squad, I mean, you need something that will bring people back into the movie theater. And I think Harley Quinn is the way to do it. So even though... I guess, I mean, it's a Birds of Prey movie, but they kind of have to put her in the spotlight. And I will say, as someone who knows a little bit about the Birds of Prey, I mean, Harley Quinn is an integral part of the Birds of Prey. So it's called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That's the full, yeah, that's like the subtitle of it. Um, Yeah, I mean, clearly, like, I think all the Harley Quinn stuff... I think that Harley Quinn is an amazing character, first of all. Um, and I was getting like, Margot Robbie is so good. And I was getting such flashes of like, my my biggest Harley Quinn exposure is in the Arkham games. And she sounds exactly like the Arkham games, which I thought, which I thought were very well done. And she's the whole like Mr. J thing. And like, I think exploring that and how she moves on without the Joker is going to be super important, super interesting um i did have one question which and again i didn't see suicide squad but where is cara delavine did she die in suicide squad potential spoilers she is not part of the birds of prey so that's why she's not in the movie okay so the birds of prey is it's like the avengers essentially it's like a certain organization that like female it's basically the same spinoff as of as what suicide squad was it's a group of misfits getting together to get the job done Yeah, they're all kind of in like a gray area. I mean, some more than others, like the Huntress has been a bad guy in some 
portions of the comics and so it's, it's kind of like characters who are trying to redeem themselves but they're like a quote-unquote girl gang of superheroes or supervillains coming together to try to like redeem themselves i believe and i don't think she's in this but i believe poison ivy was in the birds of prey at one point too in the comics correct i think you're correct with that yeah so like it's, it's just kind of it's almost like the suicide squad but all female so anti-heroes is what we're talking about here like exactly like none and, of your and, like super top tier superheroes you like you're not going to see wonder woman in this it's all like you're kind of anti-heroes or like sidekicks who are going to band together to get the job done which do like you, to me those are more real characters like do you guys think they released this trailer at this time to get sales up for harlar queen costumes no uh no I think Harley Quinn sales are going to be just fine no matter what, first of all. I mean, I, I, I think there's a whole science behind when trailers are released. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe it does go kind of hand in hand with Halloween because today it was billed everywhere. It's like, quote unquote, the first day of Halloween, which I think is, is ridiculous. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that this... I didn't see Suicide Squad, so like to an extent i don't know why i would see this one am i going to be confused if i did not see suicide i don't think you would decide to see this i think they're probably going to take the position that you don't need to see suicide squad in order to see understand and enjoy this movie i would say outside of harley quinn i think all of these characters for the most part are new in this film and i don't really think you need to have harley quinn's suicide squad backstory to really get a good grasp if you have any understanding of the character at all from literally any other context i think you should be able to come into this one and be fine and i Which mean is the right approach like i, I, I yeah they should I mean, not be like you need to go see suicide squad we know it was bad but go watch it like exactly and especially with them planning to reboot it uh, I, I i don't see them trying to tie the movies together i think that Margot Robbie will be the only thing really tying the movies together. And I think even not including the Joker and not having Jared Leto potentially make an appearance. I mean, he might, I don't know, but from the trailer, he's definitely not going to, I mean, he's not in the trailer at all. So I think if they don't bring him in, I think they're going to try to distance themselves from the original suicide squad rendition as they can. But he's not dead. They broke up guys. Gosh, they broke up. Okay. Yeah, I mean, to, to, like, to me, it's interesting because you have this Marvel movie machine that prides itself on taking a bunch of characters and putting them together, and pretty much all of the... There's no anti-heroes, really, besides Deadpool, but he's not part of the MCU. Like, you have all these characters who are just white knights, you know, Captain America-looking people who are just these... Winter Soldier sterling, is an anti-hero. I guess. I mean... But by the end, was he? Because I don't. I, by the end, he wasn't. By the end, no. it's like, oh, I'm Bucky. I'm a nice guy again. Like, I and I, I think that's why I liked Winter Soldier the most is because you had this character that, you know, had this kind of gray area that they were trying to save. Now it's just all guys who are, oh, we're we're just good guys. We're always going to do the right thing. Like, I think when you blur the lines a little bit, that's when things get a lot more interesting. That's why I think. Like that's why I think Breaking Bad was a good show. Like that's I think there's a lot of examples, and like Deadpool is another perfect example of like antiheroes are great. And well, like, I mean that's who you that's relate why, to like the most. That's yeah, why, that, that, like, let's be real. We all know I hate Superman and Captain America. They're two goody two shoes. No one. I mean, I know a lot of people, 
And I have not met someone who's like completely 100%, like never has a bad thought in the world like those two characters seem to. I want to add Wonder Woman to that list as well. I, I, Wonder I, I Woman do like gets Wonder angry Woman. though. I like Wonder Woman's like, every now and then she gets a little like sassy. But I suppose. I mean, I will, I will agree that the two that you mentioned are head and shoulders the worst. Like in terms of relatability. Yeah. And when you have characters who are trying to redeem themselves, I feel like we can all relate to that. I mean, obviously, we're not all supervillains trying to turn our lives around and become superheroes. But I mean, we all have something that we'd like to redeem ourselves from, whether it's a stupid comment that you made in passing or whatever. So I think characters like this, antiheroes, people that you can really root for make better movies, in my opinion. So what we're saying is that we're bad people. Well, just to be, just to clarify. As kind of a sidebar, have any of you heard about the show The Boys? Yeah, I've been thinking about trying it out, but I haven't. I was recommended it for this exact conversation, that they're superheroes that are basically humans, right? They're superheroes with human thoughts, that they are flawed and would take advantage given the opportunity. Watchmen is, is also, that's a movie that, explores very similar themes and now there's going to be a television show on hbo about it so it's not like you know it's not like a totally uncommon avenue but they're just like they don't seem to be the ones that work like the mcu ones do and and like wonder woman like where there's just these like picture perfect heroes those seem to play better but i'm not sure why that is And, and and like i agree with you nerd bomber that i think occasional more often than not i would say anti-heroes of a certain degree are just easier to relate to because they're much more human i'm excited Um, for the movie i'm looking forward to it coming out like i think we've talked about this ad nauseum but i'm a little bit tired of the standard mcu movie like i obviously still go see them but i just like having something different and i'm just looking forward to different things like this and joker and no joker well not yeah, not Jared Leto Joker, the right Joker. Yeah, like the new You're Joker sure. that's coming out this month. Joaquin Phoenix Joker, which still, yes, still has really good reviews. Um, Birds of Prey comes out February 7th, 2020. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, you can go check out the trailer right now. You can go check out the movie in February if you are so inclined. Um, let's swing it out of Newstown and swing it into Town. Let's get some updates. Uh, Nerd Bomber, what do you have for us today? Um, So one of the things that I've done over the last week is I've binged the entire Four Weddings and a Funeral TV show. And it's on Hulu. I think it was written or produced or created by Mindy Kaling, who, if you guys aren't familiar, she is probably one of the most rom-com loving people in Hollywood at the moment. And so I was super excited to watch the show. I thought it would be great. I mean, it had good source material. The movie I liked and enjoyed. I don't really remember the details of it. I just know that I liked it. And I like the Mindy Project. I like everything Mindy Kaling has done, like with The Office and all that kind of stuff. So super excited. And I'll be honest, it was just okay. I had a lot of criticisms of the show. And I think my biggest problem with it is that the characters are just not likable and they try very hard to make you root for characters in whatever situation that each character is trying to achieve. And I see no reason to root for them because the majority of them are just terrible people. 
Um, yeah. So the general, the premise of the show, and I'll try to do this without giving out too many spoilers, but basically there's like four friends who went to college together. Three of them moved to London. Um, one is getting married. So then the fourth comes to London and then meets a guy in the airport. And um, I think she meets him actually before they get married, but whatever. Meets a guy in the airport, kind of has a thing with him, but then finds out that that is her best friend's boyfriend slash fiance. They're going to get married. Ah, right. So you have this like weird love triangle thing. And then he leaves the best friend at the altar. And then somehow then Maya, the, the character who met him in the airport, decides to move to London too to escape her ex-boyfriend. And then it's just like their lives. You've got like a bunch of different story beats, like basically the girl trying to get over being left at the altar. You've got um, Craig, who is probably my favorite character in the entire show. Um, He finds out that he has a secret daughter and then that causes a rift in his relationship. And then he has to figure out how to navigate that situation. That was probably the one character story arc that I wasn't frustrated by as much. Um, you've got Duffy, who's like a school teacher, who's just super awkward and in love with Maya. And then Maya trying to navigate her feelings for her best friend's ex-fiance. And if it sounds predictable and you think you know where it's going to go, you're probably right. And honestly, they're just terrible people. Most of them are just terrible people. The way I would describe this show, it's it's the metaphorical equivalent of watching a horror movie. and And it's not in the way that you would think. You know when you were watching like an early 2000s horror movie where you're like, oh, no, don't go upstairs. You're not going to, you're going to get murdered if you go upstairs. Right. Don't open that door. Uh, uh, And then they just go upstairs and you're like, come on. It was that situation over and over and over again. But like they also, they would look at the door or they would look at the stairs and be like, I shouldn't go in there. I shouldn't do this. I'm going to get murdered if I do this. And then they did it anyway. And then they just do it. It, it, it was very frustrating. We watched the entire thing, like- obviously binged 10 hours of it in a week. Like I didn't hate it, but I was just very frustrated and I didn't really like the characters. Are there four weddings and a funeral or are they saving some weddings and funerals for future seasons? Yeah. It didn't seem like they set it up for future seasons. Like the entire thing was pretty self-contained. And if they end the show, like, it could serve as a self-contained show and there were four weddings and a funeral. Okay. So yeah, maybe that was the intent. It got a little bit critically panned too. So I don't know if it will come back for a second season. Like they easily could do a spinoff and just have their lives play out somehow further. But I just, I don't see it going that way because it didn't get received well and I can see why it just wasn't that good. So my dad has... Shout out to my dad who does not listen, but maybe he will someday. Um, he has like a set of movies, probably like four or five movies that he, it's one of those situations where like, if you're ever flipping around on, on cable, cause he still has cable and you see a certain movie, you stop and you're like, all right, this is my life. Now I'm watching this movie just no matter what. Um, four weddings and a funeral is one of those movies. I've never seen it, but I know he just absolutely loves it. Um, Love actually is another one of those movies. Notting Hill. The, the common denominator, if you haven't figured it out already, is, is Hugh Grant. Um, loves Hugh Grant. Um, so I don't know. He loves it. I don't know if he's watched the show. Sounds like the show is very dissimilar. I think Four Weddings like and a Funeral is actually like a pretty it. good movie. Isn't, I mean, isn't the movie like supposed to be like really good? 
or is he from what like i remember it? the movie is really good i like i can't remember what happened so i don't know if it's super faithful to the movie but i also can't imagine that it would be because I, how could you turn that movie into 10 hours i'm looking up four weddings and a funeral come on where's the rotten tomatoes i want to see what rotten tomatoes score it got i've heard it's like funny and like well I, but I've, again this is all funneled through my dad 96 percent so it's like supposed to be amazing i guess yeah well, this was the- unfortunately not amazing so i'll read the critics consensuses for the show and for the movie in succession so the movie while frothy to a fault four weddings and a funeral features irresistibly breezy humor and winsome performances from huge grant and andy mcdowell help me let me read four weddings and a funeral the television show if it would just uh load 44 percent for that show so middling to bad despite an impressive cast and crew four weddings and a funeral falls flat relying too heavily on genre cliches to offer audiences anything more than just another mediocre rom-com and so that is Boom. that sounds like it's true to your experience sounds about right um and you know it's funny it said cast i don't recognize a single person here am i supposed to um maya uh i I don't remember her name but she was natalie emmanuel yeah she was in game of thrones Uh, um that'd be yeah and then craig fast and furious movies yeah craig i don't i don't know what his name is either the actor but he was brandon michael smith i have it all in front of me brandon michael smith he has not been in any good movies wow he was highest rated movie his highest rated movie has a 42 on rotten tomatoes i would say he was probably the highlight in terms of acting for me i mean i i don't know i thought he brought a lot of comedy to it he was in you're the worst which is probably one of my favorite shows i think that i've watched in the last handful of years yeah that has a 95 so i guess when rotten tomatoes tells you what his highest rated well yeah it's movies it doesn't include the shows he's been in a couple of shows that are supposed to be pretty good but boy he has not been in any in any good movies anyways so you guys both watch that it sounds like and um you would not recommend it or like not always rec- no okay yeah i would say it's not worth it shout out to four weddings and a funeral not a sponsor um anything else you want to update us on tactic you got anything heck yeah so we have oh, wow. been fighting in gears now for quite some time and we we reached the act two boss and that was definitely a playstation assist moment i will say even wow. though it's an Xbox exclusive game. So we uh, there's a, a, a large matriarch that is constantly running out you. If you get hit by it, you die. Every now and then, first player's vision gets blurred from its scream, so, and it can't move, so then it'll run at you and die. And it's just this constant running at you and die situation. And to be clear, it's like a one-hit kill. If the thing hits you you die you die just like real life so literally the the next day we're texting each other back and forth what if we did this what if we did that what if we did this and nerd bomber nerd bomber took the uh nerd bomber took the (laughs) took to the internet and got some helpful tips and tricks and we went from 
dying tons and tons of times, going in the grind for literally half hour at a time, just rattling the creature with bullets and having no effect to beating it in under five minutes. Did you not, were, were you not hitting the soft and fleshy parts on this thing? We were hitting the that, soft and fleshy parts on the thing. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it just kept the problem, too soon. the problem was that there were certain tactics that you could employ that we had unlocked that are only actually available if you do side missions in the game. And I don't want to give away the t- entire tactic in case people do want to take this on blind. But there are tactics to employ that we just didn't. And it makes the fight substantially easier. You do a lot more damage to the beast. It's easier to just slow it down and give you time to shoot at it. And we just weren't doing it. So this is going to be our gears helpful hint of the day. We're not going to say why or how or anything else. We're just (laughs) going to say when you're in the icy area exploring, make sure to do side quest. You'll thank us later. So was this final boss or mid-boss situation? This was the act two boss. Okay. Yeah, so it's like a mid-boss. Although looking on the internet, if you're not playing co-op, I've heard that this boss battle, especially if you don't have the things that you unlock during the side mission, is probably one of the most unforgiving and grueling boss battles in any game in a very long time. We're we're on act four four now yeah we are and uh, since act two we've we've had no issues we've just been breezing through it how many acts are there i believe there's either four or five there's four oh we're so on you're the last close. act yeah so uh get excited gears fans there's a very hard <laughs> hard boss for you to face make sure you do those ice levels uh you heard it here first you're welcome etc um on my end uh, I have a few recommendations. I've, so I have one anti-recommendation, which is the movie Serenity. And I do not mean the old Serenity, which is based on the show Firefly. No, I mean the Serenity that came out this year with Matthew McConaughey. I mean, one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. With that said, very entertaining because of how bad it was. So if you're kind of, if you're one of those like likes watching bad movies kind of person, you'll love Serenity. It's got all right, all right, all right. It has an amazing twist. When I'm by amazing, I mean it's super telegraphed and it also comes like less than halfway through the movie, which makes no sense timing wise. Um, I could talk about it all day. I won't. Uh, I did write a review of it though over on my my blog, uh, which I will put that up on my Twitter account. So that's one anti-recommendation. An actual recommendation that I have is a show that uh, my girlfriend and I have been kind of binging a little bit lately uh, called Forged in Fire. Have you guys ever heard of this show? No, I have not. It, I believe it's initially a History Channel show. It certainly seems like a History Channel kind of show. So, you know, like Chop Champions, like the, like the yes. cooking show. Where like, okay, picture that, but with blacksmithing. And they literally, they get four guys and they're like, here's a lump of metal you got three hours to forge a sword and then you just watch. it's like it's honestly it's spellbinding it's so good I, I could see that being addicting when we go to the fair and things like that there's a blacksmith and i just stand there and watch the guy it is so so entertaining because so what they do is they bring these guys in and, and usually the first challenge is like okay like go make a go make a knife in your own style 
and like you know the guys all make something like their signature essentially and then if there's like elimination points and then at the end the two guys the two the last two guys standing they like they're like okay this is a very significant weapon from history and it's like very involved so we'll give you five days to make this one and so like they've done like um there's this indian sword that like it's like it looks like a frisbee you know those like aerobie discs that are like hollow frisbees it's like that but the whole edge is a blade so you could just like throw it at someone like a frisbee and cut their head off they made that uh they made a viking battle axe uh the first episode was a katana so like they're just like super cool and like you learn you occasionally learn stuff but like most of it is like watching the guys forge and then once they forge the stuff to determine whose knife is better they like put it through all these ridiculous tests like they're like we're gonna chop this coconut and if your knife breaks you suck and then they just like chop a bunch of coconuts and man it is so much fun to watch uh so does that make you want to be a blacksmith a little bit yeah and like the same thing kind of happened so like a similar show that i mentioned definitely at some point on the podcast is called oh crap the glass blowing shit blown away the glass blowing show on netflix which is very similar it's just like people blowing glass and making cool stuff and like you get to learn a little bit about glass blowing and watch them do it and i was like i want to do that you know when i was watching it even though i could never do it um this is very similar i would hurt myself very badly if i ever tried to forge anything but man it is fun to watch it's on amazon prime uh i think there's like many many seasons i don't, I don't think we've even made a dent in it i think it's one of those shows that's been on for a while um big fan so that's another thing uh the last thing I want to mention kind of on, this is kind of like a tactic dad update. Um, I invested Excuse in me. A, you heard me. Yeah. I'm not going to apologize for it. Uh, we invested in a security camera and it's, I mean, I shouldn't call it a security camera. It's a dog camera. We have it on our dog when the dog is in the crate and we're gone. And this is one of those instances where I'm just like, wowed by technology and like forgetting that technology is now so good shout out to wise wise is the brand of camera that i got not a sponsor um but we got a wise camera for like it i think cost like 23 bucks and i mean you set it up super easy to set up hooks up to your wi-fi you get an app on your phone and at any time now i can open up my phone go to the camera and just see what the dog is doing has motion detection face detection does this one have a microphone so you can like talk to your dog yes it does we've tested that functionality as well um does he get like upset like he i'm assuming because he's in a crate right yeah we well so we didn't test it when he was in the crate because we figured that would be and like we didn't test it when he was in the crate and no one was home because we figured that would upset him um like just me talking through some box being like hey hey cooper i see you in the like i feel like it would just freak him out um we did test it once well i was home and my girlfriend was talking to him and he basically just seemed like he didn't know what was going on or, or didn't didn't care um but yeah it's a nice feature so shout out to wise w-y-z-e um great indoor dog cameras so uh that concludes my life update uh my fantasy movie league update is that i forgot again so not great i obviously came in last this week because it looks like everyone else remembered um the big news though looking at this lineup nerd bomber all the way down in seventh what what happened 
I have not been doing well lately. I don't know what's going on. I think I have a good lineup and then I'm not using my Excel spreadsheet. I will will say that. I stopped using that because I just don't have time. The box office has been a bunch of dud spud potatoes. That is definitely... Looking at this list, I'm like, man, none of these movies. Um, Secret Asian Man is our winner this week uh, at 59 million. Uh, Our good friend Ben second place at 53 spitfire 32 at 48 devin reed at 47 hecate's tech at 46 tactic coming in sixth place just about 45 nerd bomber with 44 hipster pop geek with 43 mecha yoda with 41 and then i got 26 million just because it automatically fills your lineup for you if you don't i don't know exactly how it does that but it puts in just really crappy stuff and then like leaves a bunch of screens empty, so you suck. Um, so, anyways, uh, the way the overall is looking as we head into week eight of the ten week season, Nerd Bomber still in a comfortable first place, five hundred six million. Devin Reed at four eighty four, Tactic at four seventy nine. I third think is my place. Rounds. Third's your place. Uh, you have a hefty cushion against Mecha Yoda, who's down at four sixty eight. Spitfire at four sixty three. Hipster Pop Geek at four fifty four our good friend ben at 421 hackage tech at 411 for 412 sorry uh myself at 408 till i can still catch hackage tech i plan on doing that and secret asian man keeping me relevant in spite of the first place win this week uh he's down at 252 so yeah um ben has the most wins on the season by the way two wins uh also, a lot of smatterings of one wins. Uh, Tactic not having a win yet. Nerd Bomber has a win. Mecha Yoda has a win. Spitfire has a win. Heck, it's Tech and Secret Agent Man. So, um, if you want to get in on the fun with us, uh, you can head on over to fantasymovieleague.com. And our league name is Online Warriors Podcast. It's a locked league, but the password is podcast all lowercase. Um, if you want to kind of just dip your toes in, now would be the time to do that just because there's three weeks left in the season so assuming you're not going to catch any of us uh it's just kind of a way to test things out see what it's all about and then as we start season four uh, which will be right around halloween uh you can get in on the action full time so uh yeah come check it out uh to close things out for the day we have another lie detector game as administered by mr tectic as I have taken to calling him. Okay, so this week's game is going to be, I'm going to list five board games. Some of them are real, some of them are fake, and it's up to you two to figure out if I'm making up the board game title or if it it is so zany that it is real. So I've, I've played many board games, so I feel confident, but, but uh, let's do this. So this first one is called Arkham Horror. Is it real or is it fake? That's real. It is, it's real. I've played it. It's real. All right. We'll calm down, guys. It was a game made in 1987. It's real. Oh, it's okay. real. All right. I won't, all right. 100% <laughs> real, Tactic. 100% real. Also, it's a very good game. Uh, it's a co-op game. I've played it. It's very fun. Shout out to Arkham Horror, not a sponsor. So far, so good. Okay, next one. Hey, Pa, there's a goat on the roof. <laughs> this is that, this is real. That's definitely fake. I think I have a little bit of an advantage 
we discussed this last week. He's got this giant grin on his face. It's 100% fake. This one's, I got this one. So this is real? What? Are you um, kidding? It was made in 1966. Yeah. The goal is to get the most cans. <laughs> sure. Uh, you guys, Wait, you, you've, this got, you've never played game. this game? No, this is just a real... <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably a board game. I don't think it's a game that you just go out and do. Is this... Like, where was this from? Is this, like, a an American game, or... It was hey, it was released in 1966 worldwide. Crazy. Hey, Pa, there's a... Yeah, you Google it, it's right... Hey, Pa, there's a goat on the roof. Boy, it's okay, very the colorful. The next one is Silly Willy's Magic Ride. <laughs> okay, that one's fake. <laughs> I have to go fake on this one too i think it is indeed fake okay. silly willy did not have a magic ride <laughs> i want to i want to play that game though i, I have a feeling i'm going to want to play all these games fake or real and the next one don't break the ice this is real that's real i've played this one also i've played this one too so it's, yeah it's kind of like so django with ice cubes it's such a fun game it's like i had that that was like when i was a kid i played that game I could play it now too, but yeah. Shout out to Don't Break the Ice. Okay. This is the last one. The so you have one. to get this wrong and I have to get this right in order to win. Oh man, I'm going for the perfect score. Ride the van. <laughs> this is fake. <laughs> I'm going to say it's real because if I say it's fake and we're both right, then I don't win anyway. So I'm going to go with real. It is fake. Damn. Yes, yes ride the van i mean that one you're not even driving it you just See, i just it. realized not, i had a theme with my fake ones both of them were the rides. riding <laughs> I, See, I like how it's, it's not it's not as easy as it looks you guys all made fun of me last week because i had a theme apparently with like it wasn't even dr zeus rhymes i don't even know hey, pa, there's a goat on the roof <laughs> that one that one was good i would say your real ones the two of them were pretty easy, but that one, that was out of left field. I didn't see that coming. I it, It's, oh man. I, I like, I, there's so much to unpack here. I mean, you're not driving the van. You're not riding in the van. You're just riding the van. Like, I don't even know what that means. Just ride the van, bro. Just ride. Do you often ride vans? Like you don't get in them. You just ride no, them. You guys aren't understanding. Just ride the van. I picture you standing on top of a van, like a skateboard and someone else <laughs> driving it and you're riding it like it's like riding a wave i can also see you do like having a, a rope in your hand and having like a, a little lasso thing going on as you're riding the van <laughs> yeah oh yeah now you're getting it. Just, just ride the van <laughs> we're just creating a game at this point and i'm i'm on board with it but it's also uh, a, a a sequel to silly willy's magic ride <laughs> <laughs> so is silly willy in the van silly willy drives the van and you ride the van and that's the magic ride. Can you tell us more, any more about Silly Willy or? Does he have like a beard or is he like a little kid? He He's silly, so. Is silly. Um, <laughs> have you seen those videos with the guy running for president wears a boot on his head? Yeah, yeah. Uh, vermin. 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 Yeah. I can't he is Silly Willy, basically. It's the animated version of Vermin. His name is like Papa Vermin. What's his name? I am not gonna be able to sleep if I don't figure this out. Uh, politician Vermin Supreme. <laughs> Ver- yes, if you were to animate Vermin Supreme, he is Silly Willy. Very wow. interesting. 
I mean, Vermin Supreme does look uh, pretty silly. Vermin Supreme is an American performance artist and activist. So apparently his his uh, election bid was, was performance art. Which, I you know, literally honestly, don't know anything about this guy. Literally, you don't know about Vermin Supreme? No. Um, it's you know it's 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 worth a Google. Um, I may take you does, up on that later. He does wear a boot on his head at all times. Uh, he has campaigned. This is from Wikipedia now. He has campaigned on a platform of zombie apocalypse awareness and time travel research, and promised a free pony for every American. <laughs> Yo, I would like a free pony. I don't. I feel like I wouldn't know what to do to do with a free pony. You probably have to like you have to feed it and like pet it and stuff. I don't. I would probably turn down the free pony, but I mean, it'd be cool for everyone who wanted one to have one. It seems it would be like Brie Larson in the unicorn store. I feel like never saw it actually. I wanted to though. Some people said that it was really good, and I just thought it was kind of weird. Okay, but so you did you did watch it? I, I did watch it. It was okay. Like it wasn't bad. I just it was a little too out there for me. Mm-hmm. It seemed a little out there. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, uh, next week I will be hosting our lie detector game topic TBD to be determined by our Patreon producer Ben. So tune in for that and tune in for more uh, fun conversations talking about some tech and pop culture news and uh just generally having a good time with you listeners so um we do thank you for listening oh before we go too, don't forget uh, to ride the van don't well don't forget to ride the van but also uh we do kind of want to shout out um another thing for, for our patrons um and patrons future patrons um we're giving out a two week early access window to a special feature featuring our very own tactic am i allowed to say what he what he does in this special special feature is that too oh yeah this particular special feature he is unboxing the unbroken bonds elite trainer box from the pokemon trading card game and get some pretty stellar cards so if you're a if you're a poke dude or poke dudette or i don't know what do you call pokemon fans pokeballs pokemaniacs pokemon master god if you're yeah i'm sorry if you're a pokemon master you're not going to want to miss this. Um, so uh, hit us up on Patreon. You can check that out. And um, also, uh, if you feel so inclined, if you like what you listen to, um, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere else that reviews can be left. I don't even know if there are anywhere other any other places, but uh, we would love to get your feedback and we would love to uh, get some support. So we thank you for listening and we hope you have a great week. Adios. See ya.